I'm so sorry, ma'am. I know you need this medicine, but it looks like it's not covered by your insurance. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to deny that one. Wait, who are you? I'm your insurance company's pharmacy benefit manager. I get paid based on the price of a medicine, and I don't make as much money off this one. No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hello and welcome listeners to another episode of the Middling Manager Hub. I'm thrilled to have you with us today as we delve into a topic that's impacting workplaces worldwide, the Great Resignation. Joseph Fuller and William Kerr's insights provide us the roadmap to understand this phenomenon and its underlying factors. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's explore how we as middle managers can navigate this transformative landscape. My name is Steve Westover, and I'll be your host. Unraveling the Great Resignation. So, dear listeners, the Great Resignation didn't just appear out of thin air. The pandemic played a role, sure, but it's just one piece of the puzzle. Fuller and Kerr emphasize that retirement, relocation, reconsideration, reshuffling, and reluctance are driving this transformation. By understanding these factors, we can adapt our strategies to keep our teams engaged and our organizations thriving. In this era of transformation, our role as middle managers is to ensure our teams remain motivated and competitive. Easier said than done. Fuller and Kerr remind us that flexibility is a critical tool in our arsenal. Companies that embrace flexibility are much more likely to retain talent and remain competitive. As we move from pandemic to endemic, it's our responsibility to offer solutions that meet the evolving needs of our workforce. So what are the evolving needs of the workforce and what does flexibility look like? The answers are as variable as our employees' personalities, their hopes, ambitions, interests, personal lives. Such variability and uncertainty can be overwhelming. Let's just break things down into a few subcategories that encourage employee engagement. First of all, we know our employees primarily through work because, well, we're coworkers and teammates. We're in relationship with each other because we share some common needs, perhaps a need for purpose, perhaps for personal growth and development. At the very least, we need income. And chances are we have some common approaches to meet those needs. After all, we're working for the same employer. We are individually in relationship with our employer, but also with each other. Some people like to talk about a work family, but that's a pet peeve of mine, so we'll save that for another day. For now, let's just agree we are in relationship with each other, and therefore that relationship must be beneficial for each of us. If my needs as an employee aren't being met by my employer or my manager, then that relationship just isn't working for me. I'll seek one that does, but I must also recognize that the employer doesn't exist for the purpose of giving me a job. The employer has needs, and if I'm not meeting those needs as an employee, the employer will seek someone who does. Since our employees are at work, we know they have a need for employment, and unless they win the lottery or have some great Aunt Gertrude leave them millions of dollars, they're going to be working for a little while. There's likely a desire on some level to cultivate the job for greater opportunities and hopefully even turn it into a career. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
let's discuss the power of an investment in our employees' long-term growth. As Joseph Fuller and William Kerr highlight, companies that provide training, tuition reimbursement, pathways for career advancement, foster loyalty and attract top talent. Our teams are the lifeblood of our organizations, and by investing in their growth, we're building a strong foundation for the future. Now, I think most of us realize that if we had all of the best resources, our jobs as managers would be easy. If we had the highest pay, the best medical benefits, the most vacation time and sick leave, the best 401k match, the greatest flexibility in our scheduling, etc., we could simply sit back and let our highly engaged and happy employees put their motivation into action every day. But we know that's not reality. We don't have every desired resource. There is a lot that is out of our control, but as individuals, as coworkers, as teammates, as leaders, we can engage with our employees on a personal level. We can spend time getting to know who they are as individuals beyond what they can simply produce for us. And as we spend time and get to know those we work with, caring becomes natural, if not inevitable. We care about their hopes and aspirations. We begin to see ourselves as more of a resource to them then we see them as a resource to help us achieve our corporate expectations. Yeah, yeah, I know that sounds nice, but it really takes a lot of effort and time. It won't happen by accident. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I know you need this medicine, but it looks like it's not covered by your insurance. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to deny that one. Wait, who are you? I'm your insurance company's pharmacy benefit manager. I get paid based on the price of a medicine, and I don't make as much money off this one. No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. So let's talk about redefining priorities. Look, we often hear about the great resignation. Some, some say it's akin to a great retirement for many workers. Many workers desire to prioritize their personal lives and spend time with loved ones. You know, crazy, right? Or uh, some want to travel and has prompted younger employees to rethink their paths. As middle managers, we can adapt by fostering a culture that values work-life balance while acknowledging the changing priorities of our teams. Many employees have embraced remote work and are seeking a harmonious work-life balance. And as leaders, we can support those changes while ensuring productivity and collaboration remains strong. Remote and hybrid work doesn't work for every job, obviously, but that change in employee desire and even expectation can inform us about the changing work environment. While we may or may not be able to accommodate such a need, perhaps there are other ways we could be flexible. The more we truly know and understand our teams, the better equipped to be flexible with the limited resources we do have and to help our employees feel valued. When they feel valued and feel like they have a future with the company, employees are much more willing to engage willfully. And when they can sense their manager cares about their personal success, a greater loyalty to that manager is created as well. We face these problems every day. And whether it's someone who is simply reassessing their values and what their role should be in the company, how much effort they want to put into it, we all have to reassess from time to time. We've all experienced the unmotivated worker who, despite however much time we spend with them, we try to motivate, we try to inspire, we try to teach so they have the skills, so they have the confidence they need, but some people just aren't really feeling it, right? 
So let's tackle the challenge we've all encountered, quiet quitting. I think it's a misnomer. I don't think it really is uh, accurate, and that's why I don't like it. But at the same time, it really does uh, relate the experience some employees uh, are, are feeling. A, they don't think their efforts will be properly recognized, or B, because they don't believe their efforts will be properly rewarded. I guess there's also a C, maybe they're just lazy. I've, I've experienced that. Um, we're not going to worry about those right now because those are the people we just need to move on from. So let's talk about the A's and B's. So, so guess what, middle managers? We're armed with solutions. And by fostering communication, recognizing efforts, and redefining the employer-employee relationship, we can turn quiet quitting into the great renegotiation. And none of these things are hard. Um, they're not complicated. They really aren't but they do take um, a concerted effort. We have to be conscious of the need for those things. Sure, this is going to take effort. We know that. No, it's not going to work perfectly. But when we utilize some of these simple and low-cost solutions and they recognize that we will be flexible where we can, praising so often that becomes annoying and communicating honestly and often, we build trust with our employees and we help the quiet quitter to re-engage. I had an employee a number of years ago who was one of our top performers. She was amazing. Everything she did, she was fantastic with customers. Everyone loved her. Her um, coworkers loved her. She was just bright. Um, she just did a great job at everything she did. She tried hard, but over the course of the year, that top performer came, became one of our lowest performers. And on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, semi-annual, annual. We, we tried to talk about it. We tried to address it, but we got to the end of the year and the performance was so bad, we were needing to look at other options, um, needing to move on if she was truly that unhappy with work. And even though I tried to engage her a number of times, it took one particular time sitting down with her, really spending some time behind a closed door and just talking about what it was that was bothering her. And the crazy thing is with her, it was such a small little thing. Um, she had heard a rumor um, among other coworkers at another, at another location about impending layoffs. Okay. So layoffs, they happen. Um, it's not the craziest thing in the world to think, but she thought they were coming and uh, she thought they were coming for her. And as a top performer who had given her heart and soul and so much effort to the company, just the idea, she, um, I mentioned she was one of the lowest performers towards the end of the year, but it really just wasn't the same person. But through that conversation, we were able to discover and dis uh, discuss issue that she was feeling and we were able to debunk it. Um, it wasn't actual fact, but she didn't re-engage immediately. It actually took some time. Um, but little bit by little bit, piece by piece, we would, we would set up for one week at a time to review how she was doing. And we would have a weekly coaching session, just talking with her about where she was, what she accomplished, what she needed and how she was feeling about things. And through that time, eventually she was able to re-engage a quiet quitter, someone who didn't say anything to me, in fact, resisted my efforts to figure out what was going on, eventually opened up. Whether she uh, gained a greater trust because of repeated efforts, maybe she was just in a place where she was more ready to listen. I don't really know, 
but I do know that it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't engaged her and really tried to help understand what she was going through and, and try to get her back on path. So this all brings us to the great renegotiation for success. Here's the thing. When we can recognize the root causes of quiet quitting and the great resignation, we can use it as a catalyst for change in our great renegotiation with our staffs. Joseph Fuller and William Kerr remind us that our workforce is recalibrating and it's our role to support this evolution. The relationship between employer and employee is a dynamic one that requires ongoing value creation. By fostering engagement, prioritizing growth, and redefining work-life balance, we're steering our organizations towards success. The truth is, sometimes our employers are going to be unhappy. Sometimes they've got gripes. Sometimes those gripes are legitimate. Sometimes there's not a lot we can do. It might be a structural issue within the organization that we uh, don't have much power uh, to change. And so we often feel like we are caught in the middle being pulled like a tug of war, right? So we feel that. We feel that pressure coming from both ends. We're in the middle of that relationship trying to make it work for the employee and the employer. And so it's hard. We've talked about some of the reasons why, but I want to leave us with a number of ideas that we can use to put into, um, into daily use Okay, so we've explored the foundations of the great resignation and what it means to be a quiet quitter. Now, let's dive into some practical strategies that can boost employee engagement. Jessica Romero's article, 14 Employee Engagement Ideas Your Team Will Love, provide us with four great ideas. Now, just remember, your mileage may vary with these ideas based on your team personalities and, and dynamic. That's okay. If it doesn't work for you, toss it. If you're unsure, give it a try. And I'm just going to say it right out. I know you're going to think a lot of these are basic. Um, a lot of these are obvious. And you're not necessarily wrong, right? Yet, it's amazing how often we don't do some of the simple things that we know we should be doing that will really help ourselves and help our teams. So we're going to go through these. One, transparent communication. So... In this age of transformation, keeping our team informed about company updates, goals, changes, it builds trust and connection. Regular updates through team meetings, newsletters, virtual coffee chats. It creates an open environment where employees feel value and in the loop. Now, let's be honest. When's the last time you heard your staff say you shared too much information? And I'm not talking about an info dump. Let's keep it salient and digestible, but let's share. We don't need to keep secrets. Treat, treat our coworkers, our employees, our staff like adults. Two, recognition and rewards. Employee recognition is a game changer. In all, acknowledging your team's efforts, whether through shout outs during meetings or formal recognition programs, boosts morale and engagement. Now, remember a simple thank you can go a long way in making your employees feel appreciated. Recognizing individual contributions is great for everyone, guys not just the person being praised. Have you ever noticed an employee's reaction to you praising someone else? By the way, rewards don't have to cost money. Maybe the rewards work on a particular project or getting a certain lunchtime, or maybe it's as simple as letting them wear jeans or a sports jersey on a Friday. 
We're only limited by our imaginations. I want to share a quick story about sharing praise. And you might think this is a a little manipulative and maybe you're right, but I had two employees who were very cordial, friendly, but they did not respect each other. Each thought they were God's gift to everything happening in the office. And the other one wasn't much good. And they thought this, even though they were friends, the simple solution was when I needed employee, we'll call her Jackie to pick up her pace in a certain area. I would praise Brian for whatever he was doing. And guess what? Jackie didn't like that. And if I praise Brian on a Wednesday by Thursday, Jackie's production was going sky high. And the same thing for Brian. I'd praise Jackie for something and Brian um, would would really put in extra effort. And it was amazing after a, a matter of a couple of months of doing that, they actually started to gain respect for each other as well as being higher producers in these different areas. Learning and development opportunities. Investing in your team's growth is a win-win, guys. Providing learning and development opportunities not only enhances their skills, but also shows your commitment to their career journey. And whether it's workshops or webinars or access to online courses, this investment fuels engagement. When possible, schedule time for them to do these things. Maybe it's 30 minutes on a Wednesday morning when things are a little slow, but when you schedule it, they know it's important and that you care about it. And if you can help pick up their duties while they're focusing on learning and development, they'll recognize your investment in them. Flexibility and work-life balance. Now, as Joseph Fuller and William Kerr emphasize, flexibility is crucial. Offer flexible arrangements that cater to your team's unique needs. Balancing work and personal life is hard, but when we can do it well, it contributes to job satisfaction, productivity, and overall well-being. Do simple things. Make it easy and guilt-free if they need to leave early to take a child to music practice or a school event. For that matter, We'll make it easy and guilt-free as possible when they call in sick. I get it. It's hard to do sometimes because of staffing changes. Um, It's challenging to everyone. It creates havoc in the workspace. But give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove that you shouldn't and allow them the ability to be flexible in their own lives. Consider having an employee appreciation day. Dedicating specific days to celebrate your team is a wonderful gesture. Employee appreciation days complete with fun activities, treats, a heartfelt thank you. Show your team how much their contributions mean to the organization. And finally, let's celebrate milestones and achievements, whether it's work anniversaries, project successes, or personal accomplishments. Recognizing and celebrating these moments showcase the value you place on your team's dedication. And there you have it, dear listeners. We've navigated the great resignation landscape and dived into fantastic employee engagement ideas. Remember, as middle managers, we're architects of positive change. By understanding the evolving workplace, embracing solutions, and incorporating these engagement ideas, we're shaping a future where our teams thrive. Thank you for joining us on this empowering journey. Be sure to implement these ideas, adapt them to your team's needs, and watch your workforce flourish. Take your time. You don't have to do this all at once, but make a plan and make it a priority. Until next time, keep leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered teams of tomorrow.